Sex with Emily is looking for a new senior podcast producer. We are sorry to say goodbye to Erica, but she is leaving to pursue her music career, and I know she's going to have much success. We are looking for a senior producer right now that can start and help us with content production. You have technical expertise. You know how to manage a team. You can collaborate, and you have experience working in production with audio or podcasting and video. And you're also familiar with the content because you're listening to the show. Send your cover letter and resume to jobs at sexwithemily.com. We'd love to have you join our growing team and we have a good time over here. Thank you. If we want something different to happen, we have to do things differently. So how can you show up differently in this relationship? I think doing that yes, no, maybe list. That's like also a really easy, like kind of cute and flirty icebreaker It's a fun, way. flirty thing. Yeah. And then you'll be out of your head and then maybe he'll be your new excitement. You'll be like, oh my God, he's going to, you know, give me a massage or we're going to take a bath together. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. You're listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and I'm here to help you prioritize your pleasure and liberate the conversation around sex. On today's episode, oh, I loved talking to all of you. I got to answer more of your questions from the Sex with Emily hotline. Some of the things we get into is how to handle it when your partner wants to have sex with someone else and stay in your relationship, what it means when you fantasize about your ex, how soon is too soon to start dating someone new after a breakup, and ways to avoid ghosting. Please rate and review Sex with Emily wherever you listen to the show. My new article, How to Do the Kevin Method, is up on sexwithemily.com. Plus, my new Valentine's Day guide, Valentine's Date Ideas for Every Stage of Your Relationship, is out now. Don't miss this guide. It's certainly going to inspire you to have the best Valentine's Day yet. If you have a question, just call my hotline. It's 559-TALK-SEX or 559-825-5739. And all you do is you leave me your questions and then we will set up a time for you to call in. You can also message me as always, sexwithemily.com slash askemily. All right, everybody, enjoy this episode. Here at Sex with Emily, I believe indulging in self-love isn't just sexy fun, but it's your divine right. Am I right? And Plus One, well, they're here to help. They've got a great collection of toys that are easy on the wallet and they're powerful and fun. Now, one of my latest obsessions is the dual stimulation massager from Plus One. It's like the Swiss army knife of sex toys. It's versatile, it's reliable, it's really satisfying. Oh, and they also have this sleek bullet vibrator. It's literally the gift that keeps on giving and I've been handing them out to my girlfriends like Oprah on a giveaway spree because they are that amazing. You get a vibrator and you get a vibrator. Oh, and have you seen the rose toy that's been causing a storm across social media? That's the one that's been buzzing everywhere, pun intended. And the hype is real. It's this little gem and it's not just a trendy fad. It is what you've been waiting for. It looks adorable on your bedside table and it is a 
good time. So dive into some self-discovery and ecstasy. Hop over to myplusone.com and treat yourself. You deserve it. And don't forget, use code SWE15 at checkout for 15% off. And if you're out and about, you can always swing by CVS, Target, or Walmart and get one for yourself. That's myplusone.com. Use code SWE15 for a 15% discount. All right, real talk. Have you tried a penis ring? Well, they're trending in my line of work. And it's probably because penis owners have heard that they're really a game changer in the bedroom. And FirmTech, they're here to upgrade your sex life. Whether you're a seasoned ring wearer or you're just a newbie, they're made from the softest material. So they're super comfortable. This is what everyone loves. They're like, have you felt that FirmTech material? It's like a hug for your penis. But they also mean business because this ring gently restricts blood flow to make sure that you stay harder longer. And if you want to integrate technology with your sex, FirmTech introduced the Tech Ring, aka the Fitbit for your penis. It's like a sexual health coach that wraps around your penis to track the ups and downs, literally, of your erections, monitor your nocturnal erections, which, by the way, is a direct indicator of your overall health, and just gives you this tailored advice on how to achieve peak sexual performance. So treat your penis to a little TLC with FirmTech. Use the promo code EMILY20 to grab a 20% discount on your purchase. That's myfirmtech.com, code EMILY20 for 20% off your purchase. That's firmtech.com. Check it out. We have Angie and Lenny. They both got out of toxic relationships and want to know if it's okay that they're already dating. Hi, Angie and Lenny. Hi. Hi. This is crazy. Oh my God, I know. Hi. We are, we started off as coworkers. Okay. And um, we've been basically like best friends the whole time. And uh, for like three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. And we're kind of, I think, more than that now. <laughs> um, but I was in a really bad, not a really bad relationship, but like a very confining relationship, I guess, for a very long time, for like basically the whole time since he started here. Yeah. And um, we both like just ended up knowing everything about each other's everything, like about all that stuff. And it got to the point where I was talking to him more about like my personal needs and issues. And I almost felt like I was maybe emotionally cheating. I guess mm-hmm. is what I've come to find out now. I feel like that's the first time we've actually like used those words to describe it. <laughs> I guess. So. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, we've been harboring some stuff. I think yeah. for a very long time, and I think it's finally like we we both got out of these relationships, and now we kind of just jumped at it. Yeah, and I think okay. I think we're in a situation now where it's like we know so much about each other, and like we've talked about like literally everything where. I feel like our relationship right now is framed in the context of what we know about our prior relationships because yeah. it's so open. Yeah. So, so it's like, how do we get, let go of that to move on? And maybe like, again, we were saying, maybe this is more of a me thing because I'm in therapy. We both do therapy. Yeah. We're both great talk about everything. And like, really th- this right now is probably like the best, most openly communicative yeah. relationship I've ever had. Okay. But it also freaks me out because I just got out of a long relationship and all I hear from, you know, my therapist, like, you know, take some time, take a couple months and, and that's always in the back of my head. But at the same time, it almost just feels like timing is right. Really yeah. Aligned. That's kind of on our side. So yeah. It sounds like you're like, okay, well, now we got rid of those exes and now we're out of those horrible situations. And you're like, okay, here we are. And now where do we like start? Like, how do we sort of not live in that past 
And what kind of relationship do we want going forward? Right. And I think also it's been really easy for us, I think, in a lot of ways, like sexually, because we've like talked about (laughs) stuff like in a very kind of clinical manner before about everything that we want and need. So I feel like that's kind of fit right in really well. That's crazy. I think, (laughs) I think it's, it's more like, I don't know, there's like a confidence aspect that like, I feel like we need to like build each other back up. And that we're thinking about each other in terms of like the way that we were behaving in our previous relationships that are not, I guess, like necessarily accurate, but it's causing like maybe some insecurities, I guess, in our current situation. Can you give me some, some examples? Okay. So for me, I think a big one, and you know, he knows all about my insecurities, but in my past relationship, he was very not open and really didn't want to get intimate really at the end very much at all. And it really made me, you know, insecure. How could it not? And I started listening to your show kind of, uh, that trigger that I was like looking for answers. <laughs> and so I was listening to everything, like listening to all your episodes and trying to take all this advice. And, you know, I love the turf time talk. Timing turf and tone. I'm turf. Yeah. That's when you're supposed to. Three T's of communication. <laughs> See, I know. <laughs> Whatever. You got it. You got it. Slowly but surely. So I tried that with my previous relationship and um, just nothing seemed to stick. And it was like, I felt like I really wanted, I guess, some kind of validation from him. But then I realized I, and I knew deep down, he just wasn't my person. And like, you knew that, mm. but he was so supportive anyway. Um, and now I guess that's something that I'm insecure about is like in the beginning, things can seem all great and good, but I'm like, what is it about me? Like, what am I going to do to like, what's going to happen that she's going to do wrong? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it is important to still continue. You said you're in therapy. Yeah. um, And I think that is important, but so it sounds like you're kind of living in the past right now, worrying about the past or what could happen. But what do you guys want right now? Like, what do you can now you can spend time together? Like, if you had to have a timing turf and tone conversation, like, what would you say right now? There's some uncertainty right now about like where I'm going to land next. But in the meantime, it's 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 one of those things where we're just I, I want to make sure that we both give each other enough time to kind of recover before we decide like, OK, this is, you know, we are really signing on to this. This is exactly where we need to be. And we're going to sort of build a life together, you know, whatever. I'm super guarded, I think, because of that. And um, I think that. And I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit more gung-ho than she is at this point about it. So are you worried, Angie, because you think he's going to go into a new office? Maybe he'll meet someone else there? Not even that. I'm just. Oh, okay. Because he's supposed to be allegedly leaving the country to do. Maybe. Depends. And so I'm just kind of like. It's just so tricky. I've never been in the situation. I've never had a male best friend like this before. And I've always kind of been in the school of thought where I'm like, can it really be platonic? I don't know. But this is just different. I've never had a best friend like this really at all. So Okay. So do you guys want, have you guys talked about things that you want? Like if you talked about what you're looking for, what your values are, we what's important to you. We actually have, I feel like we have a lot in common about like the values thing. Yeah. yeah neither of us want, Okay. neither of us really are, that's huge. Get married. Yeah. yeah. Those are like the huge, like, I'm not crazy about marriage. You're not really either. What about um sex? How's your sex life? How's your intimacy? I think it's pretty it's good. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, definitely still learning about each other, but. Okay. And we're able to talk so openly about it and I'm not used to being that comfortable with and, somebody. And thanks to your talk. podcast. I feel like we go on these, like, we have to go on these sales trips and stuff and we listen to your podcast, but like mostly we're just talking over you because we get. 
onto our own conversations about whatever you're talking about. <laughs> I love that I can be the lubricant <laughs> that way, the social lubricant for your conversations. <laughs> so it sounds like things are good. I mean, you have the same values. You both don't want kids. Your sex life is great. So, and you have healthy communication. I know. What's the purpose of a relationship for both of you? If I have to ask you, like, what is the purpose of being in a relationship? Oh, wife partner. What do you want that partner. for? Yeah. You know? yeah, I was going to say the word partner. Just Yeah. Okay. I, I want somebody to build a life with. I want a set of ribs to dig my elbow into. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what, what about you, Angie? Yeah. Like, I just think, I think a partnership and building a life together, building each other. He's like my number one support system when it comes to like everything career wise and just, I know it's, it's like annoying. Okay. I just feel like you're everything that I'm supposed to <laughs> and I'm like trying to fight it. So you want to know, like, how do you, how do you know this is the right thing? And I got to say that you don't, you never really know, right? Yeah. There's never, no one's going to say like, this is right. I'm not going to say you guys seem perfect, but I think it means that you got to continue doing the work and you got to continue talking about things and checking in. You know, I love the idea of couples having like a relationship contract and maybe it's month to month. You're like, <laughs> how do we want to feel in a month from now? In a month from now, we want to make sure that these things are happening. Like, what are your relationship goals? What are your dreams? How do you see each other fitting into those, meeting those goals and those dreams that you have for yourselves together and in the relationship? So maybe if you have check-ins and a place that's like once a month, you know, we have like that pleasure planner that we have on our site. I don't know if you download it. It's like a free downloadable and couples can download that. And it's not just about sex, but it's about like, what are the things that we could do together to support our intimate relationship and moving forward? And maybe it's like a, a, a check-in point because it's so new and exciting. And you're both, I get that you're both afraid and that all makes sense. In fact, I love that you're both talking about how nervous you are about it, but that is the past. It sounds like you're learning your lessons. I mean, sometimes we repeat things. You never just, you're never just done with lessons. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you need something new to like set this new, like, is there anything that you guys have together that you're working on that's outside of work? Is there anything that you guys, I mean, are you, do you live near each other? Do you have activities you do together? Well, that's kind of what I was saying too, is like, you wanted to go somewhere. I'm like, I don't want to be somewhere where he had just recently been with his ex. I'm like, we need to do something. <laughs> we need to do, need to do yeah. something that's new to both of yeah. us rather than. Well, that makes sense. Create your new normals because your life has been in the same town. And so I think the most important thing is to, to say like, if you have free time, how how is your free time spent? What's the ideal vacation for you? What's the importance of family or friends or how maybe make some plans. You know, I'm telling you couples when they plan things together, it's such a fun thing. You something to look forward to. There's an adrenaline. You see how you travel together. I guess you guys travel together for work. Yeah. But I, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea at this stage. You've known each other for three years. Like you both have therapists. I like the idea of maybe going to see a therapist together and talking about these things because yeah. you're just in it. You're almost in the honeymoon phase yeah. right now in a way. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. The best you could do is focus on the present and maybe even recap the days. Like how was today? Did you get your needs met? We have this blog on it on our site about like relationship check-ins. What did I do great this month? What could I improve on? Like, what did you love about this week? Did you feel like your love languages were met or your needs? were met and you could get like a template together that you just keep meeting maybe it seems like you guys love talking it could be once a month it could be once every two weeks and just make sure that you're saying all the things that need to be said yeah here's my fears here's what i'm excited about it's good advice it is okay <laughs> keep me posted you guys can call in again yeah i'm sending you lots of love <laughs> yeah love you <laughs> love you love you guys thanks good luck we have Elisa, 23. She hasn't been able to orgasm with anyone but her ex, and what works now is fantasizing about him. Hey, Elisa. 
Hi. What's going on? Tell me everything. So I was in an abusive relationship for a few years. It was on and off. And when I finally got out of that, I started to, you know, like try to move on, date other people. But I noticed that, like, I don't know if it's just me because I've never had this issue before um, this toxic relationship, but I can't orgasm with anyone other than my ex. Like, I just can't let myself mentally get there. And so I guess my question is, like, how can I stop my past from affect, affecting my uh, future partnership? Mm, well, it's a really good question. When did you end it with this toxic partner? We've been broken up for about a year now. How long were you with that partner? On and off for four years. Okay. Yeah, that's a long time. And you're, you're 23. So that's a significant relationship. Have you done work? Have you been in therapy? Yes, I have. I went through about a year worth of therapy to try to get over that. And this new partner I'm with now, we've had this conversation about my ex and he's told me that he would be okay with dating me. The only thing stopping him is he just doesn't want that drama. He doesn't want that baggage. He's scared that the ex will show up or message him or just cause drama. Mm, I mean, you can't avoid, I I think you just work on strengthening this current relationship. So the thing about the orgasm is, I mean, I I know you'll be able to orgasm. This guy did not ruin you forever. You're, there's nothing wrong with your body or your vagina, or your vulva. Like you, you will have orgasms again. See, you have to remember you were with someone for four years. So he got to know your body and you felt comfortable and you felt safe enough, I guess. I mean, I know it was toxic, but you, you know, you were in a relationship together. These things take time. I, you don't just like get into a relationship and start orgasming every time. You really don't. So I would go easy on yourself. And how long have you been with this new partner? Uh, about four months. Okay. That's still really new. And yeah. are you able to talk to him about your needs and sexually and what turns you on? I haven't been able to get myself there with him. Okay. Yeah. I think I just like a lot of sexual insecurity because like with my ex, I was never in my head. I didn't have to think about what feels good? Do I look good? Is he enjoying this? I really just, I wasn't in my head, but with this new guy, like it's terrifying. I'm in my head. I don't want to say anything to freak him out. Oh, okay. But it's interesting that this ex was toxic and you were able to let go sexually. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think we were just so comfortable with each other and then the toxicity and the abuse just got so comfortable for Mm -hmm. me. Right, right. I mean, can you kind of channel back to yourself when you were, so you met him when you were like 18, maybe, or 17. So it's like, you're still that same person, but now you're like a, a more mature woman who's had experience. And I feel like, listen, women are more likely, these have been studies on this, that women are more likely to orgasm with a partner when they feel safe. And they feel trusted and they feel like they can be themselves. So maybe you're just not there yet. Now, also, I just want to make sure that you're continuing to go to your therapy and working out whatever this was, because we don't want any patterns to get set. So you can kind of release some of the trauma you've been through, maybe do some really good trauma therapy. You can do some mindfulness practices as well. You know, we talk about like a lot about mindful masturbation really breathing and going back to the moment when you're with someone and thinking about like the five senses, what is happening in the moment. And are you still masturbating and pleasing yourself? I am. I do it frequently. But the the interesting thing about that is the only way I can orgasm through masturbation is my ex, he cheated on me quite a bit. (laughs) So the only way I can actually get myself to orgasm through masturbation is by 
imagining him being with other Okay, Lisa, I think this might be some trauma work then because I don't want this to be become your go-to emotions and feelings around your partner. So I love EMDR therapy, eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing, just so you can kind of get some of these fantasies out of your head with, about the X. So I think that there's nothing wrong with your orgasm. I would love you to like find other things. Like maybe there's some great porn, like ethical porn. Maybe you could find some ways to get other things in your head that might be fantasies, like work on cultivating a rich fantasy life with yourself so we can kind of replace some of the the negative, the fantasies that are relating to the ex. During masturbation, yeah. you could say, I'm not going to think that I'm going to try to like plant this space. So I'm thinking about something else. And then maybe you could watch some porn with this guy or, or talk about do the yes, no, maybe list. That's a really great resource on our site that you could download together and you could talk about what you're into. So maybe keep it a little bit lighter. Just be like, yeah, I'm into spanking. I'm into this. I'm into dirty talk. I'm into cuddling. It's a great resource on our site. So like, I'm just trying to think of how to get you out of your head and into creating something new with this current partner. Do something different. Like if we want something different to happen, we have to do things differently. So how can you show up differently in this relationship? Yeah, I love that. I think doing that yes, no, maybe list. It's something that I've heard you talk about before that I've been really meaning to get done. And that's like also a really easy, like kind of cute and flirty. It's a fun, flirty thing. Yeah. And then you'll be out of your head and then maybe he'll be your new excitement. You'll be like, oh my God, we're doing this He's going to, you know, give me a massage or we're going to take a bath together and then you'll get excited. And then you just, I think you, your, your earliest conditioning around sex has been with this guy. So of course Mm -hmm. you've nothing new to fantasize about. Let's go out there and create some new fantasies for you with a new partner, whether he's Mr. Right or Mr. Right now. I think that in every relationship we get to create the reality and the experiences that we want. And we learn from every relationship in our life. So I don't know if he's going to be, how long he'll be around, but you might as well get what you need right now. And you need some new fantasies, new material to get your needs met and take it, take your sexuality and your sexual pleasure into your own hands. Exactly. And I feel like that's where a lot of my sexual insecurity comes from too. It's just like so much of my sexual experience was based around one person and the actions that he did to me. And I think I used Sex as a yeah, way to that makes so much it. sense. That's so insightful, Lisa. Absolutely, it is. Where else would it come from, right? I mean, maybe you had someone else in high school, but really, four years in these very formative years. So, I, you know, I wish I could like change everyone. Realize that everyone thinks that they're so behind. Like I, I, you know, at your age, like oh, I haven't had enough experience. But you're not supposed to have. Like it's you're doing it as you need to do it. You got out of an unhealthy place. I'm so happy for you. And now, if we can flip this, Lisa, and say this is exciting. I get to, I get to create my new sexual destiny. I get to see who I am and what I'm into. And I'm going to, with this guy right now, we're going to do this together and I'm going to get something out of it, whether or not he does. Like, I don't like if the more we start to get a little selfish with our, mm-hmm. what, our desires and what we want, you're going to see that not only will you get your needs met, but I, I believe that the right partners are going to want to please you and want to respect you. And they're going to love that you're able to ask for what you want and know what you want. Exactly. And I think that's like a huge confidence booster too. Like I think a lot of my issues here are just like self-confidence related due to going through that experience. Oh, yeah, we've all got that, right? It's a life that's a, that's a lifelong journey, but I think confidence comes from experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then more experience you have, you'll be like, oh, I got this. I know how to orgasm. I know what I want. So so go have some experiences with him that's gonna help build your confidence. 
Well, I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. I really love the show and I really just wanted to get like a professional insight on this. Okay. Well, I hope that's helpful. Keep me posted. We'll be doing more of these. So reach out and let me know how it's going. I'd love to follow your journey. Great. Thank you so much, Emily. Bye, it was Lisa, awesome. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Speaking of orgasms, I don't think I could talk about orgasms without talking about the very first sex advice I ever got from my mother. Now, hear me out. I did not grow up in an environment where we talked about sex all the time. If you read my book, Smart Sex, you know that I didn't have an orgasm until I was like 25. But prior to that, I realized that orgasms were this thing that I thought everyone was having. And one day I went home and said to my mother, mom, I've never had an orgasm. What do I do? And she said, have you ever tried smoking a joint? Now, I know that might seem off-putting. I'd never talked to my mother about sex or cannabis at that point. But her point was... Listen, you probably got to relax. What she knew at that point was that when people smoke weed, like a lot of people might use alcohol this way, or when they take a hit or they have a gummy, it can help them get into their body, relax, and let go of negative worry and thoughts that are holding us back. And a lot of those negative worried thoughts, how do I look at my body right now? Am I going to orgasm? Does this person really like me? All those thoughts are keeping you from orgasm. It can help you feel more connected to your body less worried, and let go. We work with Viahem Company in the last year. What I've realized is just the impact of myself taking it, everyone on my team and all my listeners, it's really had an impact on you all. Because first, let me say this. It's definitely legal in many states right now, cannabis. And there's been so much great studies lately. Like there was a 2023 study that surveyed a bunch of people and they found that 70% of the respondents reported increased desire and orgasm intensity. Meaning 70% of people who experienced with cannabis felt more desire, meaning I want to have sex now, and their orgasms were more intense. They were able to feel more. They were able to get more in touch with their feelings. Because remember, our brain is the largest sex organ. If our brain is mired in thoughts about you know worry and anxiety and shame, we're not going to be able to lean into desire and orgasms. So cannabis helps you make that shift. And then 40% of the women in the same study said they were more able to have multiple orgasms when using marijuana. So basically, all these studies have been coming out lately that suggest that cannabis can potentially close the orgasm gap. But I know it's good for everybody, no matter what your genitals. I just always feel like I want to preface and say that for a lot of people, they, in the past, before cannabis was regulated, and we've had it in these cute little containers that are dosed out, you might have had not a great experience with it. Like maybe someone gave you an edible cookie and you ate the whole thing and then you felt like you couldn't move and you did not feel sexy. (laughs) You didn't feel social. But you have to think about cannabis as medicine. It really is medicine. It really is healing. When you buy something like through buy a hemp company, you're going to get these gummies that are in milligrams. It says take two milligrams, take four milligrams, split this gummy in half. And then you dose it and it takes 20 minutes to an hour and you'll see how it makes you feel. So you'll be able to regulate it. You're not going to be going off the rails with this stuff. It's more like the impact of, say, having a glass of wine. And by the way, just as many studies have come out to show the harm of alcohol has on your sex life. Well, at the same time, there's been more studies that show that cannabis can actually have a positive impact. Again, this isn't for everybody. I'm not telling everybody to go out and use cannabis I want to give you all the facts to know that it is safe to explore. And we're talking about orgasms. This can be a really fun way to play with your orgasms, especially when I saw this stat that 40% of women said they were having multiple orgasms. But if you've never had an orgasm before, which is a huge you know, question I get from a lot of you, perhaps 
taking a gummy, relaxing, taking a bath, and sort of finding your way to orgasm, this might be a great way to help you out. And that's what I want. I just want to give you all the information so you can figure out your best path to pleasure and to orgasm. Also, the fun note is that a lot of the people have reported that it helps them with masturbating, just helps them be more present during masturbating, that they're thinking like um, makes them want to masturbate, want to be more in their bodies. I think the whole point here is that using cannabis can help you feel more in touch with your eroticism and your arousal and your body. And we've shared this on the show before, but I want to share it again because Robert said, I just want to reach out and give you a resounding thank you. Adding the high love gummies from Via Hemp Company was an amazing experience for both my partner and myself that I was too insecure to open up and talk about or try. Now I feel like I'll try anything once and comfortably. So Robert says it all. It's a little bit of encouragement. Like he also had some reservations. He tried it with his partner. And I'm assuming there was a lot of fun in orgasms. And cannabis can improve your orgasms, but like I said, it can improve sex drive. So just start low, go slow, work your way up. There's also been interesting studies that cannabis can be used to manage menopause symptoms. So women in midlife have been using cannabis to ease symptoms from mood issues to trouble sleeping. So anyway, there's been a lot of great research around cannabis and sex, and I wanted to share with you. So if you want to add cannabis to your sex life, you're already a frequent user, love Viahemp Company's THC libido gummies. They have all the benefits that I mentioned, but these are also made with aphrodisiac herbs, THC, CBD. So really just think about awakening your senses, increasing blood flow, igniting pleasure. My partner also loves their sleep gummies. I love all their gummies, really. I've tried them all now. So spice up your love life. Try out Via Hemp Company's High Love THC Libido Gummies. Visit viahemp.com. Use code EMILY to get 15% off your order. They also throw in free samples of their award-winning gummies. You must be in the United States to order. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Use code EMILY at checkout. Hold the phone. I'll be right back answering more hotline calls after the break. We have Victoria 22, and she's wondering, how do you let someone go without ghosting them? And also, how can she guide her partner when he's going down on her? Hey, Victoria. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Good. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time to help me out. I I got you. What's going on? I was dating this guy for, like, briefly, and he seemed, like, normal. We talked for, like, maybe, like, a week and a half before we met, and then we went on a date. And I just, as soon as he pulled up, like his pictures were a little dated and I was like, okay, like, let's see, you know, it's not looks isn't everything, but the personality wasn't there for me either. Um, very braggy about his job and like, not in like a humble way. And it was just very obnoxious and I didn't even really get a talk. But in the middle of the date, he was like, I'm having a really great time. And I was like, I didn't know what to say because I was like, I really wasn't like I was enjoying like kind of talking to him. But I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, me too. Like, it's nice it's to like, be, out, be out there. But he like, yeah. And he wanted to like, he was like, we need, we need to do this again, like right then and there. And usually it's like, I said, okay, because I was so thrown okay. off that like, I don't know, you usually go on a date and then like kind of like figure it out. I don't know. Like I didn't want to be like right, right then and there. Like, no, okay. like we didn't even get the check okay. yet. So <laughs> trying to lock you down. Okay. Well, that's what it, it it's kind of 
turned to be that way. And that's kind of why I really just put it to end. So the second day I was like, you know what, like Victoria, like give another chance. Like don't want to like completely, it's not like that terrible. Like it wasn't like that terrible. Like I enjoyed his company, but then the second time we met, he was like, I'm living at home. And I was like, no problem. Same. Like, you know, I was. yeah, we were both living like elsewhere. So I'm like, I totally get it. Like, I'm not going to judge. So he was like, well, my parents aren't going to be home. And like, it was like during the work day. So he was like still working, but I was like, okay, like we could do lunch. And I was kind of like going to be like, tell him in person, like, and then his parents were home. And then I met the parents wow, awkward. and like completely awkward. Like he, he made it seem like they weren't going to be home. And I was like, okay, like that's cause I did say like, Oh, it's a little too soon to meet the parents. Like, Oh, well, like I tried to make a joke of it. Cause I was petrified that that was going to happen. So they ended up eating with us and like we watched an episode of TV together. Like I, it was just terrible. Okay. I needed this to get out of there. Date. So this is the oh second my God. Okay. date. <laughs> I'm all for a second date if the first date you're on the fence, but yeah. Okay. okay. So you, and that's exactly how I felt. And then it just felt like he was trying to trap me again. We were watching the show and then his parents like left and I went to go to use the bathroom. And then he turned off the TV in the living room and like moved over to his bedroom, which I didn't love. So I was like, I'm actually going to go like, so I, thankfully I left, but he was just like, That's awkward. even during the date, like he was, kind of, it's very awkward and very uncomfortable. So let's not and date this guy. So what's the question? How could I help you? I feel like I'm always put in these situations where like, I don't know what to say. Like in the, oh, moment. in the moment when somebody wants to, yeah. Like when he, so what yeah. do you do when someone says this is a great date and you're like, I think it's just fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, we're all, we've all been there where I'll be like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You're awesome. But you just kind of make it casual. You just, you don't have, you don't owe anyone anything, but right now is he still following up with you? I, and I hate, I hate to ghost. I really do. But I was having a hard time like wording it. Well, I can help you just say, I thank you so much for the time we spent. I don't feel a romantic connection with you. Thanks. And leave Leave it at that. that. Do it. That's, I mean, honestly, I think that that is the best way to do it. It's much better than ghosting. And listen, a lot of us are pleasers. We don't want to offend anybody. But if you don't want to be with this guy and you already know, you know, like even from the first minute you knew, (laughs) but we've all, this is a practice. Okay. It's all a practice. I think we've all, it's a lot easier for us to say yes than it is to say no. And we don't want to hurt people, but you have nothing like you, you don't owe him anything. You just went on two dates with him. And I think you might feel good saying, you know what? I really liked our time. I really liked meeting you. I don't feel like a romantic connection. I don't feel like what, however you would say it. That's how I wanted to say it. That's actually how I wanted to say it. But I was like, is that me? No, no, Victoria, that's honest. And that's real. And that's so much better than ghosting. And I'm glad you're asking this question because what a great lesson for everyone listening. Like it's not that hard to not ghost. You just say, so nice to meet you. Wish you best of luck. But I, I don't feel that kind of connection with you. I don't feel that kind. You go, that air quotes, that kind or romantic. Thanks. And and sure, he might be, oh, well, fuck you. Whatever. Like the block, delete. But people, yeah. if more people were honest and more people could kind of just say these things openly, then we'd be in a much better place. But I guess he might get defensive. I don't know this guy, but you can't argue with that. You're being honest. You didn't, you didn't get married. You didn't promise him anything. It was two dates that were both pretty awkward. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I really wanted to be cut and dry like that. And I always like tell people, like, tell me like up front if it's not it. But then like when it comes down to it, I'm like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like he seems like a genuine guy. But then also he's like, it feels like he's trying to like 
just be like, honest. Get me the link. To yeah. what? No, you don't owe him anything. Now, what about your question you had about oral sex? Okay. That one, it just like, basically, again, like, I, I don't know how to like guide people when it's Well, this like, is happening. it. Okay, so this is interesting. See, the <laughs> questions are very similar in a way. If you think about it, like, how do I let this person know that I'm not interested in them? How do I let this person know to do something different orally? And it's, I, I'd love you to start right now practicing with everyone, even if it's like with your parents right now, telling them. And people don't like boundaries. People might react. Like maybe you grew up in a home where it wasn't okay to express your needs. No one ever asked what you wanted. They're like, we're always going Mm -hmm. along with the family plan. That's how I grew up. It was like, no one asked me what I wanted or what I cared. It was like about life, what they wanted or my whatever. We just, we learn these things by doing. We learn by practicing. So where else are you not getting your needs met? And where can you be? Because you're your own best advocate. So in those situations Mm -hmm. with oral sex, even though the guy moved away, but let's use that as an example, you'd say to him outside the bedroom or, you know, even in the moment, if it was hurting, you could say, Hey, uh, could you just slow down? Or maybe we could take a break for a minute. I mean, people just aren't used to getting feedback about sex at all. So I think that maybe there could, I think there is a fear as women, maybe if you're with a man that they could react or get defensive or get weird. But I think that most good people want to just be good lovers. And they're like, okay, thanks for telling me. But you won't know unless you try. And you're coming with integrity and you're being honest. So anyway, in that situation, if it's in the moment and you're in pain, like, you know, I always say, talk about sex outside the bedroom, timing, turf, and tone. But if you're in pain, which it says here, you were a little bit painful, you could say, oh, you know what? Can we just maybe go a little bit lighter? Yeah. Can you go a little bit slower with your mouth? Maybe could you move your tongue to the left or the right? You know, just give a feedback. But if it's not in the bedroom, then outside of it, you could say, hey, you know, and I just gave you a blow. Any tips for the blowjob? You know, because let me give you some, you know, just make yeah. it fun. I'm telling you, people your age and even my age, all ages, are not that comfortable with this yet. But my mission is to get us all expecting it. Like, I love making out with you. It's so hot. And I'm hoping that when we kiss sometimes, you kind of, I feel like it's a little bit more rough. And I'd love it if we could kind of slow down. Maybe I could show you the way I like to be kissed. And okay. you could show me the way you like to be kissed. So you like end it with... You start with something that you like, and then you offer a suggestion, and then you close it out with another compliment. But I think just getting comfortable and practicing, even with this guy you're not into, practice just saying, no, I'm not into it. And then sexually, it's being kind. It's not apologizing and saying, I'm sorry. It's just saying, like, this is what feels good to me. I'm dying to know what feels good to you. Let's talk about what happened last night. Let's talk about our sex life. Well, part of it is on me. I do notice that I'm not always wet during sexual intercourse. And that's always like a topic too. Cause like, I'm not afraid to bring things into the bedroom. I've dealt with partners that like have an insecurity with it. And that's why I'm not talking to them anymore, but bringing like, like when's the time to do that? You know, always lube, <laughs> always lube, lube on every nightstand. So do you, so do, are you on any medications or birth control pills? I have um, a hormonal IUD. Okay. Cause that could also impact your wetness level, but you know, it changes throughout the month, throughout yeah. the weeks at our wetness. If we could be wet and not turned on and turned on and not wet and all those things. So Hmm. I wonder, I mean, that I bring it everywhere. I bring uh-huh. it, I literally will not have any sex, any activity, nothing, hand job, blow job, oral, anything without lube. Yeah. You have to understand that you're a pioneer and in the way of like your age group in your twenties, people my age don't even know what to do. Like they're like, they ask me the same questions. How do I bring lube? But I think the more that I, people, everyone listening to the show right now, 
and there's something you want to try, the more people that start showing up with lube and showing up with what they want sexually, then people are going to start to expect it. But I need all of you, all my listeners to be the change, like be that person. Like, so what if, listen, if this guy says you're using lube, be like, yeah, you don't. I mean, honestly, they're not your person if they don't have a growth mindset around sex. And most people don't know this stuff. So the fact that you're even listening to this show, that you're even feel safe to call in um, and talk about it is, is such a, it's such a help for you, I hope, and for everybody listening. So thank you. It is. And I just got to bring it one day. Just bring it. Thank you for calling in. We'll be doing these more often. So thank you. I appreciate it. Love you. And I, you opened my mind sexually. So thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you for calling in. Thank I appreciate you. you. Have a good yeah. one. Thanks. You Bye. too. We have Allie. She's 23. She's monogamous. But her partner talks about wanting to have sex with other people. Welcome, Allie. Thank you for calling in. Tell me everything. Yeah. So what's going on? Yeah. Help? So I am, like I said, I'm 23, so I'm pretty young, but I am I have been with my partner for a couple of years now. Um, we have a wonderful relationship, a very healthy relationship. Um, I think especially for being so young. Um, he's only a couple of years older than me. Um, and we have very different sexualities and I have never been able to really pinpoint, um, exactly what, you know, we would call our different sexualities, but they're pretty much opposite. So I am, um, I would say more on the demisexual spectrum. I'm not huge into labels, but I, I found that term not too long ago and I really identified with it. So I need emotional intimacy to even be attracted Mm -hmm. to somebody. And it explained a lot about my life. I was really excited to hear that term. Whereas yeah. he is really able to separate physical desire from emotional desire. So in a perfect world, his relationship wouldn't necessarily be a monogamous one. It would be one where it could be open sexually, but the emotional intimacy and the primary relationship would still remain the same. It would, it would be one, one person, um, where he, you know, expresses that emotional intimacy with. So I was just wondering, cause I have never heard of this kind of, um, dynamic. I was just curious if you had any thoughts on, um, you know, he right now we're in a monogamous relationship and we have been for years, but I know that there's this part of him that isn't really being fulfilled in his sexuality but I don't know how I could possibly offer that to him or find a compromise because I am totally on the other end of the spectrum. Right. And I think a lot of us are demisexual, but we just don't really know that term, you know, as far as, yeah, we want to have an emotional, because that's what I want. Like, I can't, I don't want to just go out and have sex for, I mean, I have, don't get me wrong. I've had sex just because I had sex for sex sakes, but mostly if I want to be with someone in a relationship, I've got like, and to me, usually it wasn't just random. It's because maybe we had emotional connection, even if it was fleeting, I need that as well. Someone needs to see me, get me. I think it, it's common. So thank you for bringing this up, this term up. But if you're looking for monogamy and you've been with him for a few years, you said, Mm -hmm. right? So you've been with him, like, you know that that's what you want right now at 23. And if he doesn't, that might just be really hard for you to, to, because you don't want to go out and just have sex with people, do you? Unless you want to develop a few parts. When I'm in a relationship, it's like, he is the only one for me. I have zero physical attraction or desire for emotional intimacy outside of him. Okay. So, and is he telling you right now that this is something that he's ready to pursue? Not necessarily. That's the other thing. He, he talks about it as like, he, 
he's never been able to fully explore this. Um, you know, he's been in non-monogamous relationships and been able to explore sexuality a little bit, but this is the longest monogamous relationship he's been in. And he always reassures me. He's so happy with me. And, and it's, he's tried to explain it to me many times about how he, it's not that he's not being, he couldn't be fulfilled in this monogamous relationship. It's just that this is part of his sexuality that he sees himself wanting to explore at some point, but it's not necessarily um, representative of how great our relationship is. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, absolutely. You could totally be in a relationship with someone and be in love and have these great connections, but you're still like, I want to go experience other people. I just, it doesn't, and it doesn't, it doesn't take, so in his mind, which is valid, obviously, because it's his thoughts and his feelings, it doesn't take away from his attraction to you. He's like, I just think I'll be, I'll be able to come back to you for emotional support. You'll be my primary partner, as they call it, in opening relationships. Are you asking like if it happens in the future or you're just saying, can this ever work if it, if he does decide to do that? Yeah. And, and I, I wonder, you know, I know you've talked a lot about open relationships and the, I mean, I literally just saw on your Instagram today, you know, don't pursue a threesome to save your relationship or something. Right. (laughs) Yes. That was speaking to you today. I said to him immediately, I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. And we're talking today. Um, And so I, I guess, yeah, my question is, I mean, I love him so much and I, I would never want to compromise my mental health or what I want out of a relationship to, you know, satisfy what he wants. But I also respect him so much and I, and I love him so much and I want to be the best partner. And I just wonder if I think people tend to get really closed off to this idea of an open relationship when maybe it's not their, their nature. And I, I'm just curious if there's anything that we can even experiment with now that maybe isn't seeking out other partners yet, but, but can kind of open the door and we can open the door to talking about it and maybe, maybe having experiences like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel going on a date at night and then coming home later and telling you about it kind of thing, or going to a play party maybe where there's other people around that could be something as well. I don't know how you would, I don't know what it's kind of, it's, it's challenging. It's risky, right? Cause you don't want him to go out and do something. And then it's, you bring up all these emotions, but if you guys are very, or jealousy, but if you guys have open communication, you know, I think that you'd be able to handle whatever comes your way, but also he's not even saying that he wants to do it right now. So you seem like you're very organized, you're a planner, you're kind of into the future already, but right now, He's like, everything's fine. And how old is he? He's, you said he's, he's 25. Okay. So yeah, he's, he's in his twenties and you know, you guys are both still figuring out your ways. I mean, who knows? You might find that, you know, I know people who are in open relationships who actually have an emotional connection with everyone, every one of their partners. Mm-hmm. And so people can do that. Like you have a lot of friends that you love that are your best friends or close friends. And I've been in scenarios like that too, where I'm sleeping with people like two people and they care about, I care about both of them but I, I wasn't looking for a monog- for a, a partner. You know, now I'm in a place where I, wa- I want to be monogamous, but I've been through all the stages in my life just because that's really, I was really honoring who I was at that point. And so I just want to say to you that you're still figuring it out too and you're doing so much good work on yourself. I really admire that. And you also said you were sober too, right? And the yes. Master- yeah, I've been in recovery for a couple of months now. Congratulations for that too. I just think that it's so great in your 20s to be going through this kind of work. So you've done all the, you've done a lot of really hard work on yourself. And, and you might also know that it's, I'm not saying that you're going to be open one day. I'm just saying that you really want to honor this process right now. And maybe something I would say is I wouldn't give you a tutorial about how to practice open. But what I'd say is how much 
more could you guys work on your intimacy? Could you deepen that connection? And, you know, you you said that he wants to explore his sexuality. Do you know what that means and what that looks like for him? Is it just simply about another person or is it about places he wants to go sexually? Yeah, I think it's truly just, you know, the way that he's able to separate physical desire and just being physically intimate with somebody. So I think, you know, in, in a perfect world, he would be able to be with, you know, he would be with me and we would be comfortable with it. And we would come to a mutual agreement. He would never do anything without, you know, talking to me first. Right. Um, but he would be able to, you know, have sexual relationships with other people, not emotional relationships. He's that clear. But it's also hard too. You have to know that sometimes emotional relationships happen when you don't want exactly. You develop a, and that's, those are the stronger relationships. You know, in my experience, people who are having meaningful relationships, unless he just wants to go off and like every night, like once a week, see someone he doesn't know, you know, couples set these boundaries. Like it could be like, you're not, I know couples who say I, they, they're restricted from seeing someone twice. You can only see someone once. Mm-hmm. You can only, so that might be some of the stuff that you guys might want to talk about, but I don't think you're there yet. So how could you guys deepen your intimacy right now? Is there other things sexually you want to try? Have you checked out our yes, no, maybe list or our pleasure planner that we have on our site? Like there's different tools we have because it's a good, like, it's like, it's not broken right now. Right? Absolutely. And you're trying to fix something. It sounds like <laughs> you might be trying to fix something that isn't even broken. You know what? You sound right. Right? It seems like it's great. So if I were you, where you're coming from, it's all good. Like, how's your sex life with it? You said it's great, but is there anything else you want? Anything you haven't tried yet? I mean, you're 20. I'm assuming you got a whole life ahead of you of things to try. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always open to trying new things. I mean, I will say I struggle with anxiety. So, and I've always, you know, I, I think I realized that I was definitely on the demisexual spectrum when I thought back on my, um, sexual relationships. I've only been with two people. Um, and I've only, and I've, they've been long-term relationships. Now I, I do get a lot of anxiety surrounding sexual intimacy in the beginning. Now I'm extremely, I mean, we've been together for years. We're very comfortable. So we'll try a lot. I mean, literally just a year ago, I started squirting for the first time, which I know I was like, had no like no idea that I could even do that. He did not know I could do that. And it was amazing. It was great. I mean, and now it happens like every single time. Um, So we're, we're definitely experimenting more, but I would say that um, right now, I mean, he, that's the other thing too, is we definitely have mismatched sex drives where I, I feel like I'm asking for it more than he wants it, which is also very confusing to me because he also has this side of his sexuality where I think he craves, you know, the newness and spontaneity of physical intimacy. And yet when I try and, um, you know, implement that into our sex life, I feel as I feel like a little bit of, uh, difficulty with him separating like outside stressors. Um, so it's, it's confusing to me because he wants to explore that. And yet, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing everything I can. Right, right, right. So, so is it confusing to you because you have the higher sex drive than he does? And you're like, why, why? Because we were always told that men have higher sex drives, I would say which isn't true. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things I, I learned when I started studying sexuality was that I, I thought that women are frigid and men want sex all the time. But I've heard from just as many women who have a higher sex drive than their partner. In fact, I might even lately been hearing more so from women who are like, what's wrong in heterosexual relationships? Why is my partner wanting sex? So it has nothing to do with you. Is he stressed and anxious right now? Or is, is he going, is anything going on? Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot going on. There's some big life changes coming up. Um, just, you know, he's 
going to move away from a job that he's been working at for a while and his job already is pretty stressful. So, and I, and I recognize that, I guess for me, I see sex as like a stress reliever. Um, and I just, I love that intimate, you know, emotional connection. And like, yes. I get so excited sometimes, like, I swear I even ask for it. Like I, I, you know, I have no shame in asking for sex when I want it, but I'll even do that just because I'm like, I, not that I'm necessarily super in the mood, but I know that it's super fun and I really want to, you know, have a good time. Whereas I think he sees it way more as he has to be in the mood instead of maybe trying to get in the mood with me. Okay. Well, I wonder if there, you said, you know, you, you actually, call, it sounds like you have studied this because it is true that what keeps it hot and interesting a lot of times is the spontaneity and the novelty. Is there anything you guys, you could, you guys could start to play with right now that's kind of outside the bedroom or surprise him with things or does he not, would he not be into no, that? I think he would definitely all? be into that. I, I He's always open to trying new things. Well, well, I mean, maybe there's some of that too, because this is what I want for you. I want you to continue to grow in this relationship with him as well, your sexuality and what you want. Like if you haven't downloaded our yes, no, maybe list, you know, taking it outside the bedroom and you're having sex in the living room or you plan something new or you wear something that makes you feel sexy and you just to kind of figure out, you know, how you guys can continue to grow because in all relationships, the sex life is going to ebb and flow and there'll be times you have sex more than others. And, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of couples who are living together are like, oh my God, we need space. So, we're all in a very interesting time right now, but the world is opening up and there might be, you know, more space for you guys to have fun and to explore. And I would just continue to make sure that that with your mind planning to the future, when you find yourself future tripping, maybe you could bring yourself back to, okay, I know that I'm worried about the future, but what can I do right now to enhance this relationship for both of us? And and actually, I also want to say that it doesn't. it's not just up to you. It's also up to him. So I want to make sure that you are definitely getting your needs met and you're paying attention to what you want because sometimes we do focus on other things so we don't have to think about our needs. That's awesome. I mean, I I never thought about it that way. So I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, Allie. I appreciate you. I hope that's helpful. But keep me posted because we're going to be doing more of these call shows and I'd love to follow you yeah. along with your journey with him. But you, you're doing great work and I'm really proud of you for... For, for your sobriety and for your recovery. Thank you so much. And yeah, and for calling in and keep doing your work. Thank you. Of course. We have Matt. He's 30. He's been ghosted twice. Wants to know, how do I win her over? Hey, Matt. Hi, Emily. I have something a bit more nebulous for you today. All right, I'm in. There's a bit of a story here. I will try to tell it as concisely and clearly as I can. So back in May, I met a young woman on the dating apps who's a public figure So I'm just going to refer to her as Jay. Uh And she and I took to each other very quickly. Lots of banter, flirty, sometimes erotically charged texts. And then we exchanged numbers. After we started texting with our personal numbers, things kind of lost momentum through nobody's fault, really. And um, she texts me one day, I'm letting you go. Uh, I've met somebody else. And I'm kind of limiting my attentions because I'm so busy. But I didn't believe in ghosting. So I just wanted to let you know. I thought about that for a little and said, I appreciate it. I'm a little disappointed, but I understand. I'm not surprised you met someone else. But do me a favor, and you're not obligated to do this. Please keep my number, because I know timing and circumstance determine a whole lot when it comes to dating. And she said she would. And I thought that was really big of her. So two or three weeks go by, and she texts me out of the blue and says, hey, can I buy you a drink this Friday? And I said, sure, I'd I'd like that a lot. And we resumed texting daily. And it was like nothing had stopped from the time that we stopped talking to the time that we resumed. 
And then Friday rolls around and we meet at a outdoor restaurant and we talk for about three hours. But the whole time that we're together, Emily, like there's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of like mirrored body language and there's a lot of like tension. And at some point it's suggested that we go back to her place, which is only five minutes away from where the restaurant is. And we do. And from the moment I walk through the door, we like couldn't keep our hands off of each other. And not like we went straight into the act of penetrative sex. There was a lot of foreplay. There was a lot of kissing. There was a lot of touching, a lot of skin to skin. All of the things that you talk about that make up like the bulk of a satisfying and really, really fun sexual experience. And the whole time that we're together, we're talking like we're complimenting each other. We're saying really nice things. And we're talking about how much we're enjoying our time together. And at the end of the night, she says, I would ask you to stay, but I have things I need to do tomorrow. She had, like never has a day off. And she, um, she said, if you stay, I know I'm not going to get the quality of rest I need. And I said, that's fine. You don't have to justify it. And as I'm getting ready to go, as I'm dressing and as she's dressing, she turns to me and says, oh, by the way, you kind of came on a little strong earlier. And I stopped and I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I think you think you know me a lot better than you actually know me because I'm a public figure and you've read stuff about me and you don't really know me. And I said, well, I, I'm sorry if I gave you that impression, but I don't think that. I, I truly don't think that I am inside your head or know you better mm-hmm. than you know you. And I said, there are just times when you meet people out in public or in a social context, if you're single and if you're dating, sometimes you'll just go out into the world and meet people whose love map or erotic blueprint, depending on what you prefer to call it and who you've read, match up with yours. And your brain is just like, yes, that person, go talk to that person, pursue Mm -hmm. that person. And that's how I felt around Jay. And she said she understood. And then she walked me out and kissed me goodbye and said, text me when you get home, I get home. I said I would. And then I went in my car and sat in the driver's seat for like five minutes and thought to myself, what just, what just happened? And then the next day she didn't text me very much. And then I, you know, tried to pull something out of her and said, you know, how did it go at work today? Didn't text me for the rest of Saturday. And then Sunday morning, she said, it went fine. Sorry. I was kind of freaked out. You came on pretty strong the other day. And I said, well, I've been thinking about that. Like, can you tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And she said, she said, well, like I said, you just, you came on really strong and you barely know me. And I said, well, you're not wrong. You're right. And I think if our roles were reversed, I would feel uncomfortable or a little hesitant about somebody I just met saying so many like nice and complimentary things about me. Because I know in the dating world, I've read too much and have too many friends who are women to know that dating as a single woman can be really, really hard because a lot of guys put up a very nice front initially. And then when they get what they want from you, they rip the rug out from underneath Mm -hmm. you and they leave or they start to become distant or like aloof or whatever. And I'm not that kind of guy. I've never been that kind of guy. Right. Okay. And, um, I said, I, under, I can understand why you might think that, but I promise like my complimentary and empathetic nature comes from a good place. I just felt really connected to you. And I tend to not say what's on my mind. I'm not ignorant, but like, I trust okay. my feelings. Yeah. The last text I sent her, Emily, I'm sorry. The last text I sent her was, what can I do to help you feel or make you feel less freaked out? And I haven't heard anything from her. And that was 10 days ago. Yeah, I think you move on. I think she's already sort of ghosted you twice. I don't Mm -hmm. think you try to figure this one out. I think you've already spent a lot of time on this one where it's, 
I don't know what that means either. You came on too strong. It sounds like it was consensual. She said, come back to my house. She canceled. She started. She texted again. me her address, Emily. She like, I have a digital record of where yeah, she lives. I don't think that you need to spend more time on this than you already have. I think the sooner that you can move on from this, we're all different. We all have personality disorders, to be honest. Everyone's got their thing. Everyone does. I swear to God, it's a spectrum of personality disorders and good luck out there. We're all going through it. Maybe it's getting worse and weirder now since the pandemic and people don't know how to be socially uh, appropriate or how to communicate anymore. I think that we all have a lot of fear around it, but I actually think like, I don't want to try to figure out for you. She's already canceled twice. She's been weird. Like you seem like such a nice guy. I know we've talked before and it's just like, there's nothing to figure out here. Like you could kind of beat your head against the wall. You're not going to hear back from her. If you do, I, would, I wouldn't meet up with her again because you're going to have more of this. When mm-hmm. people show you who they are, believe them. She just showed you in two dates. I, it doesn't sound like you came on too strong or anything, but I, you know, I wasn't there. This is your perspective, but I doubt that's what it was. You had a lovely evening. Maybe she's got some intimacy challenges right now. I think you can't read into it too much. And the sooner we let we move on, the better. The sooner you get yeah. back on the app swiping, you'll be better. I try not to, Emily, but like, honestly, it's hard as like an empath and as a highly sensitive person for me to not fall into thought patterns of like almost rumination because it's like, I want to find out that thing. I want to know what happened. You'll what never the inside know. Of you'll yeah. never know though. The thing is, you'll never know. It'll be from her perspective. It's not going to be what you think it is. And she keeps repeating herself saying like, oh, you came on too strong. It's like, what does that mean? It doesn't sound like you did. It doesn't sound like she really knows what she wants. And in that moment, maybe it was a fun night for her and she doesn't really need a relationship right now. And it's not about anything you did or anything you said. And usually like, let's say even even was, it wouldn't even be the things that you're going to ruminate about. Usually it's something right out of left field that you didn't even think about. Like I, maybe you remind her something, maybe she got back together with someone. I don't know what that means, but maybe if you're open having casual sex and she circles back, maybe she's just a sex partner. But I think trying to understand what this all means is going to, you're going to drive yourself insane. I'd Mm. rather have you obsessed about someone new than trying to figure out someone who's ghosted you twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be a far better use of my time and energy. Yes, Matt. Get this brain, this very smart, big brain you have of yourself to focus on something that's actually going to develop into a relationship. Thank you, Emily. You're very kind. You are too, Matt. We'll be doing this more, so please stay in touch. Absolutely, Emily. It's my pleasure. And once again, as the child of a sex educator, it means the world to me that you do what you do and that you are making the conversation around sex and sexuality so much more palatable for so many different people. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Emily. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with a friend or a partner. Believe me, if you got something out of this episode, they will too. We release two to three episodes a week. Find me at Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all at Sex with Emily. If you'd like to ask me a question about sex or dating relationships, email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com or sexwithemily.com slash askemily. And check out my website. We have so many great articles diving deep into topics like how do I have multiple orgasms? How do I last longer in bed? How do I stop thinking about my ex? What sex toys should I try? And so much more. Sign up for weekly emails. I've been told I give really good emails. I do. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.